Welcome to Bunch. I'm Claire Sutcliffe and I've been building and leading communities for over 15 years. I'm fascinated by the concept of community-led growth, so I'm on a journey to meet the innovators who are building communities to grow their business. This episode of Bunch is sponsored by Cause.io, a community reward and motivation tool to boost your company's growth. More information in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Bunch. Today, our guest on the podcast is Roxy Bachu, Head of Community at GiftGraph. Welcome, Roxy. Hi, lovely to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Excellent. Could you start off by telling me and the people listening on the pod a little bit about GiftGraph, just in case they're not familiar with it? Yeah, definitely. GiftGraph exists because we believe there's a better way to do mobile. So for us, that means keeping close to our members and offering as much value as we can by giving back to the communities that our members are in. Nice and simple. So until recently, the tagline for GIFGAF was the mobile network run by you. What does that mean in practice? It means that at GIFGAF, we strive to involve our members in everything that we do. We ask for their feedback. We ask for their thoughts when developing new products or new features. We ask for their help in providing help and support to other members. We don't have call centers, so we do have our members helping each other on the forum. But also, we have them doing user testing, coming to the office and sharing their thoughts with us so we can understand them better. Okay, cool. So can we dive into each of those in a little bit more detail? Because that's a huge amount of value that you're getting from your community. Maybe let's start with the customer support, because I think that's fairly unique, or at least it was when you first started doing it. Yes. Yes, definitely. And actually, that is how we were formed. We had a community before we had anything to sell. We wanted to do mobile differently. So the first thing we had to do was to find the people that believed in what we believed. And we wanted to make sure that instead of spending money running a call center, which as people in the business will know is quite, quite expensive, we wanted to be able to do it in a different way so we can provide value back to our members. And yep, we launched in 2009 with no shops. We still have no shops with no call centers. We still don't have any call centers. And we wanted to collaborate with our members for our advertising, for our reach in terms of advocacy, but also for providing help and support. So now, even today, we do have a section of our forum where members can ask questions and other members give them the answer. Amazing. And so do they do that for free, just for the love of it? or <laughs> There is there is a part of it that will be for love and care and wanting to give, out, give back as well. But we do provide our members with what we call payback points for their efforts. It's based on a formula that's, I've been told, fairly complicated. But at its core, it's all about how much effort you put in. We will give you pay, payback points back. They're able to redeem the payback points every six months. They can either redeem it as credit on their GiftGaf account, they can take it out as cash through PayPal, or they could choose to donate it to charity. And we match every single point that's donated to charity. Oh, wow. Gosh, I'm a bit blown away by that. That's very flexible of you. I really like that. You mentioned at the beginning that you had a community before you had anything to sell because you were wanting to work with people that believed that there was a better way of doing mobile. How did you find that group of people? I think it's all about putting your values out there, right? And displaying those behaviors that you want the people 
to display when they're with you. So it's that old saying, like build it and they will come, right? So we put together a forum where we put forward, this is who we are. This is what we want to do. We want to do mobile differently. We want to harness the power of people and make it a fair game. We want to give back. So come join us if you feel the same way. And they did. Oh, cool. And so you advertised that somewhere and... I wasn't, I wasn't here when that happened, but okay. in 2009, if you can remember, forums were quite a big thing. <laughs> so it was all over the internet and people found it and joined us. And also because we were speaking to a type of motivation and inspiration and admiration, right? To kind of like, Hey, this is something that's happening here. It was a movement that we were starting. People that join us told their friends and the friends join us and the friends' friends. And that's how we do. Yeah, I think some of my friends are using GifGaf and they're very passionate about it. I would really describe it as a movement more than a telecoms company, which is quite interesting. I don't think I know of other companies that are like that. And you talked about having your community like play a real part in in your marketing strategies and, and creating content and stuff. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yes. I mean, at the beginning, uh, we did not do any advertising at all ourselves. We relied on our members to, to do the advertising for us. So I think one of the first thing that we did at GiftGap, again, before my time, but there are plenty of resources internally and YouTube videos if you want to go looking for them, where we had a bunch of tools, we call them. They were sort of quirky things like, I don't know, a gramophone or a big cuddly uh, suit for four people that you could cuddle other people with that we put forward on the forum and we said, hey, these are the tools that you can hire to do YouTube videos and promote GifGaf. And that's what we did. And people hired them. And we went with kind of like, you know, our bike, we went, delivered them to the house and they did videos. And that's how it expanded at the beginning. Wow, that's amazing. And are those videos available for people to, to go and look at? Definitely, yeah. definitely. And over the years, there have been members that have created songs <laughs> about our products and a lot of different things. We did. We have fun on the GiftGaf community. Yeah, sounds like it. And why do you think they do it? I mean, surely a love for a telecoms company can only go so far, but this seems to be quite long lasting. I believe it's because of the values that we try to live every single day, right? So people connect with other people because of their values. And when you find that sweet spot in between them, I think people are there with you for the long run. So for them, it's not a telecoms company. It's actually a community formed of people that listen to each other, that are curious about each other, that want to connect with each other. And I think that is what makes them stick around. Okay. And how do you help all of that happen, all of that connection, all of that sharing between each other, listening and supporting each other. Where does that take place? I mean, it, it starts with listening, actually genuinely listening to the members and encouraging them to to share more about themselves, to actually be themselves. So it starts with providing a safe environment where they can show who they are without having to fear anything like, you know, someone being obnoxious or someone being rude, right? So it's down to us to create an environment that makes them feel safe. Then we want to make sure that they feel like they belong. So we start by giving a little bit of our time 
and getting to know them and also encouraging them to getting to know each other. And as you do that more and more, you'll get a group of people that will do that for you because they've learned and because they want to be amplifying the behavior that you're putting forward. So it's a cascading domino effect that, that tends to happen after a while. Right. And so where's that happening? Is that like a sort of online conversation space? Yes. So we do have a branded forum uh, that we run as our place, our home uh, for the GiftGaf community. It runs on Flarum at the moment. So it's an open source platform that we customized. Uh, and we have links uh, to the community from our website. Anyone that has a GiftGaf account can access our community and can interact with our community. And what kind of conversations are they having there? Uh, every type of conversation that you can imagine. Of course, we do have our help and support area, right? When they, they can ask questions, we have our announcement area where we post any changes to our products and features, any new products that we want to launch, any new campaigns, pretty much everything that's happening in GiftGov. But we also have a general discussion area that is pretty, pretty busy because people want to chat to one another. And actually, that is what I believe sits at the core of a great community, especially when it comes to branded communities. People having relationships with one another is what makes them stick around. And the beauty of it is that we actually had people that met on our community and got married afterwards. Oh, that's lovely. What kind of percentage of your whole GIFCAF community do you think are really active in that forum or in other ways that you can measure? It depends on kind of like defining active, right? So we'll have a lot of people that will be cross areas, right? So there'll be in general discussions, there'll be kind of like in, in health and support and other, other places. We have members that just sit and help and support and provide advice because that is what they want to do. And that's where they feel most comfortable. And we have people that genuinely come to us, to our community to share photographs. We have a photography section where they can get involved in competitions and, and do a lot of different things. So our community is partly used by a small number of people as a social media platform, which is incredible to see. Cool, thank you. So we're really interested in how communities prove their value. So when we're talking to C-level people in businesses, we really need to speak their language about the kind of value that our communities are creating. Now, obviously, the GIFGAF community is creating value all over the shop, but how do you measure that and report it back? We are in a very privileged position at GIFGAF uh, because GIFGAF was created with community in mind, but there are a couple of ways that we look at success. Those can be a bit more practical. So when you're looking at help and support, you can calculate the cost to serve, uh, which will probably be fairly easy for C-level to understand. So you're looking at cost deflections and a lower cost to, cost to serve, but also because it is done member to member, considering the trends nowadays, people tend to trust a little bit more the advice that they get from someone like a peer, because our members, our helpers are there because they want to be there. Right? So they tend to, people asking a question, they tend to have a better experience when they get an answer from someone like them. 
a member that uses a service. So you're looking at, I don't know, MPS and member, um, member satisfaction scores and things like that, that you can measure. But at the same time, because we want as much feedback and as many ideas as we can from our members, we look at sentiment as well. So we're looking at when we announce a change, what's the sentiment around our members? Were we able to properly explain to them why this change is needed? Did we take into consideration the thoughts and feedback? that they put forward to us before, how much of that feedback is coming back now. And you probably won't be surprised that sometimes our members would find something that we didn't consider. So a lot of the things, a lot of the value that we get from our members is that bird's eye view, the 360 view. They have a perspective that we cannot possibly have because we're in GiftGaf, we work with GiftGaf. Of course, we'll have a slight bias towards our products and services. By opening this up to members and by being as transparent as we can, we can get a very, very different perspective. And sometimes we realize that there are things that we miss. And that is where I think the real value comes when it comes to community. Yes, that kind of immeasurable value, isn't it, of the new perspective? I really like that idea. Thank you. So you can you can go down the route, I guess, of looking at risks or minimizing risks in the future by talking to your community and presenting your idea or your project beforehand. Can save you a whole heap of money and pain. Yep. And development time. From what I hear, that is really, really hard <laughs> to manage, especially if you're running a lean business. Yeah, totally. So thinking about other brand communities that you know or are a part of, can you think of any that you particularly enjoy taking part in or observing maybe? This is a very, very tricky question because I think each and every community is different. And I think that's the, that's what's interesting about communities. And part of what I love when it comes to that digging down into is this community interesting is this community successful is how does it align with the values that the brand puts forward and i think that's the sweet spot the second your community displays those values i think that's when you when you're winning i think a lot of brands out there have amazing communities that do great things i mean monzo is kind of like one of our favorite examples of you know transparency and down to earth and that's something that we try to do as well each and every day on our community um and i think when you're trying to connect with your members at that level that's where the magic happens and that is any community that has that is interesting and beautiful in my eyes Okay, great. So you mentioned Monzo. Had you taken part in any of kind of Monzo's like community elements yourself or? No, not really. I think because I'm so deep into uh, the GIFGAF community, uh, when, when I am on my own time, I prefer to, you know, take a step back and regroup. I do take a sneak peek once in a while at what they do. And I think their communication style is absolutely incredible and the way they try to involve their their members in their products and services and making sure that they open things up. I think that that's where, where they're winning. You make a really good point. I mean, people only have so much time, right? Now, obviously, you and I are working in the community field all the time. So we're kind of maybe a little bit even more immersed in it than your average person who isn't involved in the community sector. 
But like, how do you think about the competition for your members' time in terms of the other communities that they are involved in and just the other things in their life, how much you can expect from people? That is a really, really good question um, that I think depends a lot on the individuals in your community and the profile that you're looking for. I think what we do on the GiveGov community is try to build the right environment. So we focus our time, a lot of our time, into building that safe environment that people want to be in. And if you look at social media in, in general, um, there's no kind of secret that is not always the most positive place to be. So one of our goals is to try to provide a very different environment from that. So then people will choose to spend their time with us instead of going anywhere else. And another important part, I believe, when it comes to building communities is that genuine connection. We are curious about our members and we do want to listen to them. We do want to make sure that every single time they post one of their thoughts, we don't ignore it. And I think that is what goes a long way out of kind of broadcasting culture that we see everywhere, kind of like in the online environment where people just want to share their opinion, then they're gone. And then another person shares their opinion. There's no real conversation. We focus on having a real conversation with our members and encourage them to do the same. And that is probably quite underrated nowadays when it comes to the online space where you can just go in and have a conversation with someone that listens to you. Yeah, I think it's really underrated. And especially when I hear so many conversations about kind of AI powered automatic replies and welcomes and stuff, I just think people can sniff that a mile off. As a sometimes occasional user of those things, as in like, I'll come across them in other people's communities or products and stuff. I just feel really icky about it. <laughs> Every time it happens to me, like you've tried to fleece me in some way by convincing me that I'm having a conversation with a human when I'm really not. And it just feels very like you don't value my time enough to spend time listening to me. Exactly. I believe there is a place for AI in communities, right? Where it can enable you to have better conversations. So placing AI where the admin is taken care of by AI, so the people are left with, okay, we don't need to worry about that. Now we can focus on just having a conversation. Uh, but transparency is another thing, right? So that's why we focus on creating the right environment for people. And then we hope that they would choose us over anyone else. And in a lot of cases, that's exactly what happens. So when you're thinking about the members of the GIFGAF community, do you know who the super fans are? We do. We do. I mean, it will be so obvious who the super fans are because they'll be there with you a lot. And they also tend to be quite vocal about things. So they are very visible on our community. And actually, one of the greatest misconceptions I believe people have about communities when they see someone being quite vocal and quite strong about their opinion, they tend to class that as negative. Whereas sometimes it's just because they're so passionate about making sure that you, as the brand that they chose, are living up to what you say you believe in. So then they will come across 
a little bit more passionate than other people, but it is passion and love as opposed to criticism and negativity. What's the best way you've found of channeling that energy into a productive and positive conversation rather than a frustrated or negative one? It is just that, having a conversation. And it starts off with acknowledging the fact that what they're putting forward comes from a place of love and passion as opposed to anything else. That tends to, to, to work very, very well. People don't expect that. People expect you to, to go in and say, why are you being negative? When you don't say that, when you actually recognize where they're coming from, they tend to be pleasantly surprised and that disarms them completely. And then you can move on to having the conversation in which is so important to just step back and listen to begin with and let them share their thoughts and then do your own part and bring in the insider view. Super fans tend to love that, right? That's why they stick around because they want to be part of your business. So when you meet them halfway, they will open up and all of that will turn into magic for the future. And how do you leverage that? Obviously, this is a kind of an ongoing process where you're like, oh, here's a new super fan. This is great. So once you've identified someone as a super fan, what do you do to kind of help them be so involved and, you know, continue to sort of create great value for the gift gaff community? And what do you give back to them? I think it it first starts with getting to know them as an individual. So you can get to know what motivates them, but also what areas of interest do you think they will do better in? We have so many, so many areas that they can get involved in and finding the right one, I think can make or break this relationship for the future. Once you found the right one, it's down to you to guide them through that area so they can feel comfortable and can bring their best self to the community or to the conversation. And after, it's all about maintaining that relationship, checking in, asking them how they are, seeing that they want to be involved with other members, make that easier for them. Do introductions, make them feel at home, make them feel like they, they belong. And of course, depending on the area, you might check in with them, say, hey, I've got this new thing coming up. I'm a little bit unsure about this part here. What do you think? And letting them collaborate with you. That's amazing. How many do you think you have at any one time that are kind of actively taking part and helping? I think super, super, super fans. I don't know. I think about 100, 150 of them. But we do have around 500 members that regularly come into our community and about 20,000 people that interact with our community each month. Wow. A hundred is a lot more than I was thinking. You know, I had 20 in my head for some reason, but wow, a hundred super fans. That's like an army. We are blessed. <laughs> you are very blessed. Yeah. So this is kind of maybe a broader question. I just want to get your opinion. What do you think needs to be true what circumstances or things need to be in place for a brand community to really succeed i think the first thing i will circle back to the values is your community displaying your brand values and are you helping the community display those values i think communities are incredible at humanizing a brand if you think about it as humans, we build relationships with other humans. So 
a massive strength of having your own community, if you do it well, is the fact that you're able to show your soul, if I can say that, as a brand. And then people will be able to connect with you at a very, very different level. So whatever your values are, those should be clearly displayed in your community every single day. For us, you know, transparency and collaboration is a big, big part and mutual giving, which is why we post a lot of announcements. We take member feedback, left, right and center as much as we can. We try to always justify our changes or justify why something cannot be implemented. And we always try to give back. That's why we do charity nominations with our members. So remember about the payback that we were talking earlier. Uh, every six months, we donate points to charity that members have chosen. So to do that, again, we reach out to our members to choose the charities that we're going to donate to. So we run charity nominations every six months. Then we do a vote. So members have full control over where their payback points go. Amazing. How do you think the values of a community, I just think sometimes the, the values of a community sometimes feel quite different to that of the whole, co- like the rest of the company, um, particularly if that community has been added later. And you can sometimes just really tell. <laughs> and I'm just wondering how you go about combining the personality, I guess it's called brand in business land, of a business with the values of a community when they're being expressed by real human beings like yourself and your team managing a community, but the brand values or the brand personality might have been created by someone quite, quite different. And I don't know if that's really a question. I'm just sort of thinking, gosh. I, I can give you, I can give you my thoughts from my perspective. I think it's, it's, it's very linked to internal culture as well. Right. So, the way the brand values are, regardless of when they were created. I mean, you just mentioned earlier, right? You're looking at kind of like the tagline, for example, in terms of the change and kind of like all of that. It's all about, is your internal culture strong enough to ensure your community team lives by those values? Because if they live by those values, they're able to portray them every single day on your community through micro interactions and actually... That is what will create that environment where your values are displayed. It's not about big bang moments where you create that environment. It's all about consistent small actions that are very much in line with your internal culture and your values. So there's a massive correlation that comes from brand values, internal culture, community, community. I'd love that. Exactly, exactly. That's why you cannot, I think, it's it's really, really hard to have a successful community, but not hard because there's a something like really complicated that happens behind the scene. It's just genuine care for your members and your community team and putting in the time and effort to build those relationships and make sure that everyone feels value. So there's always a link in between, you know, frontline staff, if you want to call them that, and how much they're able to do. It's the same thing in call centers. If the agent is empowered and they feel like you believe in them as a company, then they'll be able to portray the same thing to anyone that they're helping. And it's very obvious when 
one of those is out of sync with the others. Massively important, especially especially nowadays. If you think about the pandemic, for example, and the massive shift that we've seen in consumers in general, looking at a brand value and how much they're starting to demand from brands nowadays, I think the best thing you can do at that level is to ensure that you have a form of community. And, you know, that could be could start internally right? and then expand externally as well. Um, that will give you that sense check, will give you that different perspective and will make sure that you're successful in the long run. All the things that you just mentioned there, internal culture, brand values, community values, all essentially come from a C-suite level uh, group of people, right? To what extent then do you think it's important for a community to have like wholesale buy-in from that group of people? Again, you won't be surprised. (laughs) Be curious about your members and genuinely listen. I think that will be the most important thing. You cannot underestimate how much listening matters to members of your community. It's not about saying yes to everything that they want. They actually don't want that. They want you to acknowledge what they're saying and consider it and then respond. I think that that's the biggest, biggest advice because I I think that's where communities or a lot of communities fail when they think we have a place, we have some people talking, our job is done, actually is not. It's about being there with your members and building that genuine relationship with them. Yeah, I agree. One last question, because I could talk to you for hours about all of this. I like to ask people if they have one tip and one watch out for people who are building brand communities. Either they're thinking about it or they've already started and might be about to make a mistake. Again, you won't be surprised. (laughs) Be curious about your members and genuinely listen. I think that will be the most important thing. Uh, You cannot underestimate how much listening matters to members of your community. It's not about saying yes to everything that they want. They actually don't want that. They want you to acknowledge what they're saying and consider it and then respond. I think that that's the biggest, biggest advice because I, I think that's where communities or a lot of communities fail when they think we have a place, we have some people talking, our job is done, actually is not. It's about being there with your members and building that general, genuine relationship with them. That is a great tip. Be curious about your members and get to know them. And what about one watch out if there's one that's slightly different? Oh, I would say when it comes to your community team, always hire for motivation, not necessarily skill. You can teach skills. And I think it's very, very easy to do because community still is a little bit more of an obscure area. Um, but if you find the right person with the right motivation, that will make a massive difference for your community. They will feel the enthusiasm. And they will try harder than anyone else. And they will try in a very different way than anyone else. And having a community manager or a moderator or anyone that 
gets their motivation from talking to people, from helping people, makes such a difference in the way your community is managed. And members will feel it. And that will play a big part in the success of your community. Yeah, good vibes all around. Perfect. Thank you so much, Roxy. That's been a brilliant conversation. I've certainly learned a huge amount and I hope everybody listening has as well. Um, I'll say thank you very much for today and I will see you on the internet. Thank you for the invitation. It was a pleasure. Great. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, give us a nice juicy rating so more people can find us. And if you haven't already, then subscribe to Bunch wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.